Hey, that's that's what, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got this guy. Uh, he likes pool parties and shit. Well, you know, uh, I I do have uh, an expression that I really loved uh, from his most recent film. Okay. Or, or I don't know if it's your most recent film. Um, I, I think it goes something like this: is um, I may be a serial killer, but I'm not a slut. Yes. Yeah. So they're, they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> that's what i've heard <laughs> so speaking of sluts drew who are you that was a really good segue that was i like that <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna have to remember that one yeah. um i'm drew marvick I, I, your friend and neighbor and confidant Ah, yes. You hang out uh, down around uh, where Nick Benson hangs out. That's you? true. Yes, I don't. <laughs> I don't advertise that. But yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, <laughs> it's it's a rough neighborhood. You know, it is. Yes. So so uh, there's a give us an idea of some of the films that you've done. Well, um, I guess most notably would be the film that you mentioned, Pool Party Massacre, which was my um, writing and directorial debut. And uh, and then beyond that, I've I've acted in and produced uh, several short films. I've acted in a bunch of features recently. Uh, Slash Lorette Party, The Barn Part 2, Axmas hey, 2. Hey, we know a couple people in The Barn. Jason Brooks and Jules Valeni. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jason's a... Very good friend of mine. Jason's uh J- Jason's awesome. Good people. We did uh Friday the thirteenth vengeance with Jason. Oh we nice. Did. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was uh that that was my uh I, I did uh his return to film. My return to film, yeah. I yeah. I hadn't I, I hadn't been to film it working anything film wise for about uh four or five years, I think. And and, and th- then I went out and 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 criticized Jeremy Brown. <laughs> You see, you see what you're doing there? That's see, all wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did that? Nah, that that ain't right. None of that's right. And uh, and from that, then we did vengeance, and vengeance came out of that. <laughs> nice. So, Drew, yeah. question for you: Brian Usna enlightened us about people. You're currently active. Do you have a, you have a rock and roll band on the side? Do I? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Whenever you are done in the film industry, do you plan on starting one? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it would be a successful rock and roll band. Okay. Well, yeah, Brian, you know what? Said two things happen to people who, who uh, are in our line of film. Either you're active or you're in a rock and roll band. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and you know what? The thing is, there's already ZZ Top and they need a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a waiting list or am I <laughs> can I just sign up? No, no waiting. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's always good to have a plan B. Yes. Well, yeah. Not not that not that that's a plan, well, but yeah. You, you know what? I, I think the point was that if anybody did have a plan, <laughs> they wouldn't be in a rock band or in the movies. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's why being ZZ Bottom is my best. Plan B. There is your best, your best plan B. Yeah, I don't have anything else. 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that was your first film. It was. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I had directed uh, short films before that, and I had produced a feature before that that is still yet to be released, unfortunately. But yeah, that was my. I, I work in film full time for a living. It is my job. I produce commercials and corporate videos. Oh, so, great. So I work in production just on, on the boring side, the boring but better paid side of production full time. And then I any extra money and time I have, I like to waste it making a, a horror. I, now, now I, I, I worked with the guy who did Tremors. Uh, Ron, oh, I cannot remember his name. Uh, it, and when he did Tremors, I, I, I originally sat down with him just for a couple of uh, meetings about like how to do things. Cause I've always been known as kind of the guy that you go to to ask how to do things. And, um, and, and we were discussing, you know, how to, uh, how to make, how to make it known that there are things in the ground, you know, and how to make them go for and, and do stuff like that. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so he goes, Oh God, we've got to, we've got to go. And, and, and literally I had made the mistake of actually getting stuck in, in his car, not, <laughs> not on the way to my car to talk to, cause we were out talking to some people and he goes, Oh dude, he says, I'm sorry. We're going to have to go across town. And, uh, and we went to a factory and did, and filmed, a, uh, filmed a bunch of people standing in front of a factory going, like that, you know, and I was like, dude, what do you do? He says, I, I do this, uh, I do this, uh, this, these, uh, these things on the side, you know, these, uh, uh not commercial, but the, what you said, right? Uh, yeah, like corporate videos, corporate videos. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this was in the eighties. <laughs> this is way back when, you know, and, uh, and, 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 and eventually, uh, he became known as the guy who did tremors and, uh, and he did all the tremors and then went on from there. Uh, so, uh, so you know what, there is a place out of this. There is a way out of this that, you know, that was That's true. That, that had a moral. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't clear and it wasn't clean. And it probably would have worked a lot better if I could remember, Hey, Ron's last name. Hey, you up there. Yeah. Get your finger out of your nose. Um, <laughs> Find out what Ron's last name was. Yeah, I was gonna look that up. Ron. Yeah. Ron. Ron is Graboid. He a, is he a effects guy? No, he's a director. Oh. He was the director of it. But, but while he while he was Ron doing, Underwood. Ron Underwood. Yeah. Ron Underwood. Ron Underwood is actually a pretty famous. Not to be confused now. with yeah. Overwood. Right. Yeah. Underwood. <laughs> so, boy, I'm sorry. I kind of let us right down. You know. You know. A rabbit you, hole. A rabbit yeah, hole. Oh, figure. shit. Ah, shit! I did it again, <laughs> goddammit. So uh so what are your what are your hopes and dreams for the future? I, sur survival. Survival ah, survival yeah, first. Number um, one. You know, I don't I don't I'm not really good at making plans for myself. I'm really yeah. good at making plans for other people. They pay oh me. Oh my god. That, but is, is is that not the nature look? I've been in the business 
since like 1982. And uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, is you do, you become really, really good at making plans for other people, but those plans, there's, there's the give and take of making those plans work. Usually destroy your own life. (laughs) And they have, for many, 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 many years. <laughs> so, so since we don't have uh, plans for the future, can we look back in the past? What are some films that inspired you growing up that made you want to go into horror? I, well, I mean, I grew up watching 80s horror. I mean, 80s slashers specifically. But I mean, I guess all 80s, 80s horror. My mom would uh, was famous in my neighborhood as the woman that would rent lots of movies and dub them onto VHS tapes. And so we had a giant wall of, I guess what you would call now like bootlegged or pirated movies, but right. um, nobody thought, nobody thought there was anything wrong with that the way that she was doing it. Cause it was just for me and my friends to watch um, so that, my, so that my mom and her friends could go play tennis. So, um, so we had a, just a wall full of movies and there was no, uh, censorship. There was nobody there to police what we watched. And my mom actually didn't really care. I mean, she's a great mom, but she didn't worry if I was watching Tremors or if I was watching Friday the 13th. Like those right. those movies didn't didn't really bother her. So I grew up just sorting through those tapes and finding what I liked. And then, you know, being a whatever 11 year old boy, I also then started realizing that there was a lot more nudity in in these movies that I was already enjoying. And then that was an added bonus. And I that's where I developed the the art of looking at a VHS box and being able to tell if there was going to be nudity, <laughs> which was a is an important skill to have. You know, yes, when, it you is know, an art form in and of itself. Almost. Yeah. you know that's that goes right along with. I'll bet that you were one of those kids that could look at the scrambled image and go, "Oh, well, wait." Uh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> We, we we actually in our household had like the descrambler box that, oh, my, did you? that my dad bought from a friend of a friend, but it didn't actually quite work. So it just made it less scrambled, but it was still <laughs> considerably scrambled. But ooh, ooh, ah, yeah. <laughs> I got a yeah, good question exactly. for you. Who made all those uh, three and three quarter inch figures behind you? Oh, um. A couple different people. The Pool Party Massacre one is was made by Death by Toys. I do know that one for sure. Okay. Um, then there's some Snapfink toys back there. There's some reaction figures as well. I, I think there is um, something by Readful Things. Like anything that I see, any custom figure I see, I, it's really hard for me to not. It's I always want it. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's and it's hard for me to not buy it if I just recently happen to work a paying gig and have money. Fortunately for me, there's lots of times where I just can't do it, so or else I'd have a lot more. Yeah, exactly. yeah, or, or it would be wallpaper. Yeah, I mean, I would love that to be, but unfortunately, my kids require food and clothing. Oh, they're the and, worst. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big downfall of those things. Are. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, you know what, and and now I'm living on on, on a, a a ranch with with my son and I have a ranch, and uh, and uh, it, it it grows grandchildren, and oh. uh, there, yeah, there's there's three four four granddaughters out there. They're so much better. They're they're uh, you, you know the 
you're not the final word on anything. And spoilage is definitely a uh, fairly constant attribute. I can only imagine. I mean, it already kind of is in my life. So when it gets to grandkids, <laughs> I don't even, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's, but I'm not it's ready right. for that at all my oldest yeah. is 13 so yeah my, my 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 oh well you know that that's funny that's my old that's my oldest grandchild is, oh really is that age exactly yeah and and uh she she calls she calls uh my house the uh the, uh, it's the house of freedom so my, my wife and i have the house of freedom um so are you sold on the beard um I feel like I've I've had it. I think I've I've had this particular beard for probably at least ten years now. Oh yeah. So it's become like a part of my identity, but I don't care for it anymore. And so if it wasn't it, for projects that I'm attached to, I would have shaved it. If a role came along, uh, is there a chance that you could lose the beard for that role? There is, it would just have to, it just would depend. Like I have to have it for a couple projects that I'm attached to already that haven't started filming. I was going to say, there's some posters that feature his beard. Yeah. But, uh, but other than those projects. Well, Hey, uh, they come back. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, takes, it takes some time to get to that length. Yeah, though. this one takes a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm not. In fact, I even one of the projects is Pool Party Massacre, too. I wrote a version of the script where I wrote shaving the beard off into the script just because at that time I was ready to sh- I was ready to shave it. So I was like, so cool. you might as well you, you might as well get a, a, a some footage of it, right? Yeah, so I was like, yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. That'll so, be the, a good turning point. So uh, the reason I ask is is I have a uh, I have a film that you'll be reading here pretty soon, and and I have a particular part that I think that you would like. But uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Is the yeah, part, I mean is the part called Man with No Beard. <laughs> it, it is. It's, you know, it's when it, it, when you get it, it says Bert and then it says Bert Bert is man without a beard. Yes. <laughs> and then it goes on from there. It's just it's just in the description. Yeah. It, it's it's uh yeah, but but uh in my head just I I, I'm being the director and all. I'm sure. like, mm, it's all in your head. You know what? He here's the problem. He's a ghost. Uh, you're a ghost oh. in this. And if you're a ghost, I, I'm having trouble with the idea of uh, of a ghost with the beard. Interesting. I don't, I don't know why. Why is that? Why? Why is it that I think that a ghost can't have a beard? I don't know. That's a really good question. I think yeah. one of the ghosts at the end of the haunted mansion ride has a beard. He does, yeah. and and but he's considered to be kind of the silly one, right? You're, he could you're, be you're the, right. And, he could be the silly, the, the silliest of the he's three. The silliest, <laughs> and he's the silliest of the. He's the he's in the group of three, right? Yeah. Obi Wan has the beard. Silly one. Oh, that doesn't even count. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, he's not human. Yeah, yeah, but come on, that's a, that's you know that's a, you're talking the force there, and uh, uh, oh, that's a different yeah, set yeah. of rules. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, sorry. Yeah. Well, but they they it is a completely different set of rules. Oh, here it's we Star go. Wars. It's Star <laughs> Star Wars isn't ah uh, that's not reality. 
cutting a guy in half with a meat cleaver. Now that's reality. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially uh, on uh, at Freedom Ranch. Right. <laughs> where, <laughs> where Mick lives. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I got a question uh, for you, Mick. Sure. You remember working on which board yet? Uh, do I remember? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I talked to you. Oh, no, like, it's the drywall. That's right. Man, the drywall. Drywall. God damn it. You ever watch that movie, Drew? I have seen which the original. Aren't there multiples? Oh, which um, that's no, which master? Which, oh, no, yeah, which, no, which board uh, uh, has a really board. cool sequence where a bunch of drywall falls at a dude, and he's responsible for it. And he had no recollection of it. And I messed up <laughs> I one day, and, so, and, 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 funny, <laughs> and he's talking about it one day, and he goes, and I went, "Oh God, yeah, I did that, right? Oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a really cool special effect i've never seen something fall on someone like that and it's it, it just, really it, yeah well you know there's something about making it look good yes you know? um and uh you use a better color blood drew on your oh. on, on your next one i i will well i, I, use, I, I, I use lots of colors of blood in pool party massacre it was like it, ch- it changed with it's like almost every person bled a different color of blood. Yes, it's true. It's true. I mean, most of them. You know, look- he could just pass that off as, as Jallo influence. He could do that all <laughs> day. Right, Jallo. Oh, oh day. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch when, Deep Red once. In reality, it just depended on whether or not my special effects artist was there on set that day because right. or if it geez. was ketchup or tabasco sauce yes or, or, or syrup. yeah various things combinations a, of whatever the days it looked good that meant she was there and right. the days that it didn't it meant that she had a paying gig and me and my then nine-year-old son were mixing blood in the kitchen and exactly and that's what we got i think uh bill watterson was watching not too long ago mick bill watterson uh, Dave made a maze. Oh yeah? yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Dave made a maze is one of my favorite films ever, and I really hit it off with uh, with the director of it and the production. Uh, no, the art director. Sorry, yeah. the art director. Yeah. Jeff Jeff it, White. It, yes. Yeah, we had a great time with them. Uh, uh, and Bill was a fan of mine, and we were fanboying out on each other. It was, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It was rad. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, and he was talking about uh, it's great because he was talking about that. That have you seen that? I have. Dave made a major. Yeah. I I love that film. Okay, but <laughs> I went immediately to the room with the little uh, the the little um, origami. Oh in yeah, it, uh-huh. right. And uh, I asked him about that. I said, "So, how many origamis did you?" really have for that room because it looked like you had massive and he goes oh he says god damn it he says we literally had every group we anybody could think of every group all these groups in la that that you know volunteer groups of every church every organization that he could folding those for him for a month he says wow and we thought we thought that we really 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 had it done right he said, and and we put it in this twelve by twelve by twelve by twelve set. <laughs> he says, and it literally took up like a, a corner that looked like the size of a plastic bag. <laughs> so he said they then took them out. They they kept folding 
drastically and they um they did this uh they put up a platform with a little uh with little uh uh pads in it right and then put them back on and he says literally everybody in that room as they're standing there in a cone going like this there's no paper behind them <laughs> oh <laughs> just like, they just so you virtually see every one that they made at for every shot <laughs> it's hey that's movie magic i'm telling you right? yeah right right yeah you know i um I did a shot in uh, 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 Mortal Kombat, and uh, in Mortal Kombat, I, uh, long story short, I I wound up doing um, Scorpion's Lair. I designed it. I designed the effect sequence. I designed the whole thing. You know, the the whole action, the whole bit, and uh, it was a hundred feet high by hundred feet wide and hundred feet long of, of that, you know, the bamboo effect. Yeah. Right. That was real. That was real bamboo. We just had truck after truck after truck of it come in. And uh, <laughs> we did it with zip ties. We zip tied the whole thing together from the, we got eight condors up in the ground and then just walk we're all the way down, came all the way down tying them together and doing it as we went, including cobwebbing everything. And it had all these bears on it that, uh, that the ancients were supposed to be buried on. And uh, those were all uh, blow up sex dolls, 60 blow up set sex dolls because they were light. Yeah, <laughs> they were light. And if you just pointed their heads the other day way and wrapped them in bandages. <laughs> so if you looked, whenever you were looking at that set from the outside at any point, there were all these faces going, like <laughs> now i might actually watch that movie yeah there you go <laughs> so anyway um i got a good question sure something that brings me back to drew's website poolpartymassacre.com which i did link in the comment section below for all live viewers right there. past and present we did that uh, in video. future uh you got some really rad designs of T-shirts, hats, and stuff like that. Who is your artist over there? Uh, so uh, a, a cat by the name of Mark Schoenbach did the the key art for the film, okay. which is which is what we use the most because it's I just love it so much, and I think it's what actually I think it's the only reason why anyone knows other than my mom what the movie is <laughs> is because is because of that art because I didn't have a. You know, it's the first thing I ever made. I didn't have a name. I didn't have a marketing budget. I didn't have anything. I made a $6,000 slasher film and unleashed it on the world. I mean, I have a marketing background, so that helped. And I knew the importance of key art, which is why I hired him to make that poster. And I and I think it worked. So uh, I, I owe a lot to Mark Schoenbach for coming up with that. Great. That art. And I think there's another... And like an alt version shirt with a bloody skull. It looks very kind of like splitting headache. Yeah, the splitting headache shirt. So that's <laughs> um, a company called Pizza Party Printing. Ah. Uh, if you find them on on Instagram or whatever, they have rad horror shirts, and they're all very like ooey and gooey and splattery like that. And so I bought a bunch of their, 
I have a, a Dead Alive shirt that I wear. I wore out that they made because I ah. wore it too much. So Dead Alive. I watched Bad Taste for the first time the other day. Oh, did oh, you? Did you? Yeah, oh. that was a trip. That was a trip. Oh my lord! I <laughs> haven't watched. I haven't watched that since I was in high school. Like I remember when we. Like my friends and I discovered it, Meet the Feebles and Bad Taste. Meet, and it, Meet the Feebles is one of my favorites. Uh, it, it changes it, your life after you watch it. It really does. <laughs> Who do we got there, Mick? Oh, this is a uh, this is Wolf. 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 Uh, Wolf, uh, Wolf is uh, is my new assistant. I have um, a uh, new assistant coming in about two weeks, Mick. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's because you're married and having a baby. Well, that's no, a, not oh. having a baby. I'm having a puppy. Oh, you're having a puppy. I, I okay. ha- I've had enough of those babies. Though. I had enough of that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't have another baby. No. I, I, don't waste it. Well, I can't have any of this stuff then, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I turned this camera, all you would see is, is this tiny little corner and just children's toys. Right and children. Right. Actually, my whole actually my whole house is empty. I'm in the process of moving, so this is the only corner of my office that had anything left because I hadn't bothered to like take the thumbtack out of those figures. So the rest of the room is just completely, completely. Yeah, it's in em- your awesome it's little mini empty. house collection. That's right. yeah, because I don't know how to pack those. If you right? just look, at, if you just look at them, they break. The weapons have broken off every single one of the the characters, and the tree branches break when you open the door too too fast. So I don't know what the new owners might just have to keep them. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, they walk into the house and they're collectors. Yeah, well, I mean that was also one of the reasons why I almost couldn't sell the house because I didn't want to take my office apart f- first, and then my realtor opened the door, and I have a. Almost everything I've ever made, I've had a severed head made for it. It just, <laughs> you know, it just seems to be a. It's pretty common in horror, anyways. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, so I had a collection of severed heads, like screen used yes. severed heads, oh, on a shelf. Great. And at at um, Hobby Lobby, they sell this basketball holder. Like you're supposed to display an autographed basketball, oh, in it. like a big, big glass cube, and a severed <laughs> head fits so perfectly good. inside of it. So I had a shelf with like five severed heads in these display cases. And she just looked at that and looked at me and said, we're not putting your house on the market until you take everything out of this <laughs> you gotta room. You got to take all this out of the room. <laughs> yeah. So, and it worked, I guess, because our house sold. So she, oh, was, awesome. she was right. So I, uh, I've gotten to the point that I, 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 I like to ask this is tell me the best story that you can remember from the making of your pool party. The making okay, <clears throat> probably the most interesting thing that happened because uh, a lot of interesting things happened. Uh, but for a pool party movie that we shot in the winter and and had a snow day during, uh, so there was a lot. Of, there were a lot of weird things. But uh, during it was a six month shoot. Like I, we didn't have a budget to actually block out twenty days and shoot consecutively. So we just shot worked around people's schedule. Shot weekends for six months. And towards the end, I had jumped on as a producer for a Belgian TV show that was, I live in Vegas and they were coming to Vegas to shoot Right, a, a Belgian TV show called 50 ways to kill your mom. 
<laughs> and I thought, this sounds fantastic. I'll put the movie on hold and work. And it was a paying job for a week. Yeah. So, so I put the movie on hold and worked on what I thought would be a much uh, bloodier f- TV show than it actually was. But it was basically a, a Belgian celebrity take taking his real his mom and making her do all these crazy things and that's the premise of the show and so they flew into town with his mom and i had to help coordinate and orchestrate these you know they put her on the back of a harley with a motorcycle club and had her ride across the desert for two hours on the back of a harley and they made her skydive they pushed her out of a plane and this really nice old lady that didn't speak a word of english and they were just torturing her. She had to drink a shot of tequila with a scorpion in it. I mean, just God. everything, the most American things they could think of, I guess. And at some point in in the production, the right the last day of pre-production, the producers found, I don't know how they found out, but found out that I was making a horror movie and came up with the idea of her getting killed in the movie and pitched it to me. They were here for five days, I think, and day the one neighbor. of the shoot. The neighbor, Dora. The neighbor, holy yes. shit. You know what? So, I'm not kidding. When I saw the neighbor, I thought, you know, that's just really a strange piece to this film, right? I, yeah. I, I, swear, I, I had that feeling. It was like, God, there's got to be a story behind uh, this. Okay. And there is, and that's the story. So I I, I thought about it while we were eating lunch on set one, that, that same day and thought, okay, you know what? How much time do I have? And they said, well, two days. Like, we... I'm like, okay, I guess I can write a scene real quick, call my crew in. And it needed to look like we were filming that day as well for their show. So I had to actually have a crew there. It couldn't just be, you know, her. Right. So so I had to bring in the crew and we had to shoot the scene so we could use it. But then they also, which was comedy on its own, because we, I mean, here we were like a three-person crew shooting on shooting on a, a sony fs7 and their team came in with three alexas and were like watching us make a movie for their little show and just completely dwarfed us <laughs> but but it was yeah. but it ended up being a memorable and entertaining experience for sure it it, it was and, and you know it's funny because having been a, a filmmaker for as long as i have been uh, i was like oh, wait this is this is this is completely different. Everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, yes. we're not in the same place. We're not in the same anything, and we're not using the same people or any of the rest. So I was going, hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and yet at a completely different blood because my effects right. artist wasn't available right. that day. So I had another <laughs> effects artist friend of mine, Tom Devlin, one of his like apprentice came and mixed some blood on set and. Kept having Tom, trouble with the sprayer. Tom Devlin. Tom Devlin. Is he, yeah. Is he an old guy? Um, no, I mean he's like my age or a little younger. He's worked on a lot. He's worked on a lot. He's been around for a long time. He works with Nick. Yeah. Too, yeah. With, uh, okay. With Nick okay. A lot. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I was going to say he's I, been I, in I, the I, he's been working in the business for a long time, but he yeah. And, he, yes. and normally he looks like he's really old because he's covered in like airbrush paint and blood. <laughs> But I imagine if if you like showered him, he'd probably yeah, look like, well, a, like yeah. a baby boy. Yeah, but what's the use? It doesn't last. Yeah. Very long. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, that's the story of Dor. And so somewhere in in Belgium, there's a TV show that shows yes. this woman getting killed in my movie. 
but I haven't been able to track down. The, I found a, a trailer for it once where where there was me dubbed over and there was this little clip, but so I would love to, to find I, it. Little shows like that used to come into L.A. all the time. And I think I walked I think I worked on like three or four of them over the years. They would come into L.A. and, and, and you know, set up somewhere for a week and do exactly what you're talking about is 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 they would have people dealing with Americans. Is that yeah. how you did the Canadian PSA? Uh, n- no, that, that was different. Okay. The thing is, is the thing you've got to understand about being in LA or be, probably Vegas, to the same extent is that they're, they're places that are, uh, they're doing things for the whole world. And, and, and when I was there in the eighties, there was a, a real, there was a real stamp that said made in America, made in Hollywood. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and so well, I would say that probably 95% of the stuff that was done there had very little to do with films that you would see all that much. Uh, they were like, you know, little pieces that, that wanted to be made in LA or, or I, I mean, let's face it. There were times that, you know, a German company, I, I remember working with a German company once that came into town for a week to make a commercial. Now, they didn't have to come to L.A. to make a commercial, but that that's a status thing. You know, um, I I remember I did the sets for Ultraman when he came to town. <laughs> I, Holy I, shit. I built a spaceship <laughs> uh, with a friend of mine, Aaron As- Osborne, and the two of us. uh Osborne built the uh, uh, built the set that the spaceship was in. Mm-hmm. It, it crashed. I think the idea is that it crashes into a, uh, uh, like a barn or something like that. And I built the spaceship in it. And um, it and you know it's like you would do like one week or two week gigs with all these companies in between the stuff that you were doing all the time. I think that's really funny that it's it's actually kind of a, a done in Vegas too. <laughs> Oh, totally. Because I mean, Ve- there's only one place you can get the Vegas Strip. Oh yeah, so yeah. Will, they'll fly. I mean, crews will come in from Europe for one or two days of shooting just to get a shot in right. Vegas, and then they have to have a local producer that knows how to permit it and knows how to yeah get through you know it, what yeah. what they can and can't do. And so that's a, a fixer, I guess, is what what you really call it. So they hire me as their fixer, and I work it yeah. all out for them. They pay yeah. me pretty well. I tell yeah. them what they can and can't do, and sometimes I kill their moms. Yes, well, as it as you would. Yes, <laughs> as Americans do, you know. As, you know what? It's because that is what we do. We'll, we'll kill your mothers. Yes. Well, um, let's see. What what else can I torture you with? Oh, uh, yeah. So you said some of these films uh, are pre production, post production here. You want to talk about any of those, the ones that aren't out yet? Uh, yeah, sure. What's are you looking at my IMDb? I don't even know. Yes, I, I don't even slash know what I, party? what I do. Half the times I don't even remember doing these. A slash roulette party, I definitely remember though, because that is was really fun. Um, this guy Paul Ragsdale and his wife Angie wrote and directed that. Uh, he made a movie called Streets of Streets of Vengeance, not it's kind of uh, his tribute to Savage Streets with Linda Blair. Ah, so, okay. it, which was great. And that's how I met him through the festival circle circuit when he had that movie. So, yeah. Uh, so, this is a follow up, unrelated, but uh, uh, his follow up film to that. And 
surprise I play like a creepy killer. Um, like I always, like I always do, <laughs> but, um, but Ginger Lynn, uh, played my mom in the movie, which is, I don't think is a spoiler if it is, oops. Um, I don't think it is, but, but yeah, which was awesome. Cause I got to work with Ginger Lynn and, and everyone else on the crew was really, was really cool. So hopefully that'll be out. It's done. I actually got to see what, if it isn't the finished, the final cut is really close to just recently. Looks like you worked with Troma on Kill Dolly Kill. I did, yes. A local filmmaker here in Vegas, Heidi Moore. Um, that's it's a sequel to her film Dolly Deadly, which wasn't a Troma film, but I think Troma ended up distributing it and then mm. getting involved in the sequel. And I'm excited. That was shot a long time ago. I'm just dying for that to come out. That looks really fun. Like, I mean, she almost like out trauma trauma. Which <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm really excited. She's super talented and had and put together a really cool, really cool, crazy, you know, a wacky, gory film. So, and I play a, again a, some a creepy dude. So not all the, not the type. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just no, not the type at all. No, I'm dying for somebody to cast me as like a hero, a sea captain who saves the day or something, but. It hasn't happened. Yet. Uh, killer popcorn, America cannabis mine. <laughs> yes, I guess that was a slightly different role for me. I'm like a, a mascot for a cannabis store, dressed up as the Statue <laughs> of Liberty, because <laughs> the store is called America Cannabis. So I'm in the Statue of Liberty <laughs> outfit with a big with a big Do pot leaf head. And were you spitting the thing? Um, I I didn't have a sign, but I had a, a her torch, which was a big joint, and I had a pot leaf on my head, and I. <laughs> <laughs> me me and my gang of other local sign spinner store mascots are tormenting the protagonist in the movie we pick on him and and, and it doesn't work out in our favor <laughs> you could say but uh but yeah i got to wear green tights and a dress and and be a be an asshole that one was fun that that they just finished shooting that i think this last weekend and nick benson did some of the effects he did just, it's i i i kept trying to get a hold of him one day and and he he said I'm popping popcorn or something. Uh, yeah, it, that's, that's all I was like, really? Okay, well, whatever, you know. They yes, and he probably was because they had a, a they had to use popcorn for the the climax the last that's day. Literally, I think. what he said. He says I'm trying to find popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and you know that's such a part of being in a film is trying to find odd quantities of something somewhere. Sure, where you can't right? You know it's uh did just such a huge part of it you know it's like you don't need you know it's like you go out and you go hey listen i i have a a, a huge scene coming up tonight you know we're gonna do a lot of squibs and i i need 500 condoms yeah. <laughs> it's like sure you do yeah <laughs> no well, really. i mean that's what I always joke with my friends that aren't in the business that if, if I die to come clear my browser history, because no one's going to understand the things that I've been Googling and their minds are going to go in the wrong direction because of the things that we have to try yeah. to track down and find for projects, but yeah. for all the right reasons, <laughs> yes, <laughs> true. All the wrong things for all the right reasons. Yeah. Why? Well, I, I just don't want them to think I'm a normie or anything. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> So to end off this episode, let's start off with a new thing I want to try this week. What are three things you are grateful for, Drew? 
man, this is the Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, well. No, we no, did that already. We're, we're trying to be positive in this. Oh, yeah, that's good. I love to be positive and to spread joy. I was giving away a bunch of my movies when the pandemic started through Instagram to help kind of spread. I didn't realize it was the pen that we were going to be locked down for so long. So I was giving away movies at first every day and then once a week. And then I started, I was going through my collection and finding movies I bought doubles of or had so anything right, I had to see right, right, copy right. of, I would give away. And then after I'd given away 20 some odd brand new Blu-rays, I realized like maybe I can't keep yeah. this up for the rest of the lockdown. It's going to happen for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but right. it was fun. Yeah. Eventually I might be eating these. <laughs> yeah. But three things I'm thankful for avoiding the obvious, like being, uh, being healthy and alive. Um, I am thankful to have found a job that I actually love doing, even though I'm not sure I am paying my bills. I I'm pretty close to it and I'm just happy that I don't hate going to work. There you go. That that I'm super thankful for because I see yeah. my wife hate going to work every day and so many of my friends and and I used to and now and now I don't. And I think that's for a quality of life. That's such a big a big thing. Big plus. Yeah. So I'm super thankful that for that. And and I'm also and I'm thankful for my family, of course. And not just because I'm a dad and a husband. But uh, but because my kids are awesome and they let me put them in all my projects. My son has been in so many horror projects. He just got he just got killed with me in a feature a couple of weeks ago. I just got a call today for him to play a ghost in another feature that I'm in. Um, <laughs> I called the macabre. So and then my daughter is always doing. They they just love they're they're entertained by all of the same things that I'm entertained by, or at least versions of them. So, so I'm thankful for that. They haven't gotten to a stage where they're rebelling by intentionally doing the opposite of what I what I like, which might happen. But in the meantime, what I, is I, the opposite? Well, I don't I know. Say, is is that uh, in church operating the church organ? It could be. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. But then again, if that's the way I can film in the church, then maybe I'll take you it. You come home and all your Blu-rays are on fire. You're fu- you just fuel the machine, Dad. Yes. You just yeah, fuel yeah. the machine. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be something like that. Or maybe my son will like start some uh, pirated pirate movie empire. Yeah. Where he's illegally downloading everything. But only but, your films. Yes. <laughs> Nobody wants those. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's that's what's great. Like I get to actually share it, share all of this with my kids in some form. I mean, obviously they're not they're not on set when there's a, a naked girl being beheaded in Pool Party Massacre, but right. they were probably there the day before. I have some great photos of them on set that I like to post on like Take Your Kid to Work Day. I love to post those and be like, oh, just take your kid to work day again. And there's like my daughter staring at the monitor and there's blood spraying it in the background. And, yeah, I, I love all of all of those. And then I don't know a third thing I'm grateful for. Man, I I don't I'm not I don't, I don't know. I'm grateful well, to be on this podcast. Oh, and to meet you guys. It's nice to meet it, you too, could, and thank this, you for coming. Friend. You know, this could be the last thing I do. It, you don't know. You, you yeah, know. it could be worse. I I I oh, hope for sure. I have. I hope not because I need you to read a script and uh, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Well, you, then you could use my hologram 
Uh, it'd, yeah, it'd probably have right. more value. It'd have more value than than the real me. And so it was so much easier working with that hologram. Yeah. Than <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at least, at least a hologram could take directions. Yeah, seriously, and <laughs> and walk away from the crafty table every now and then. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, Mick, well, is there anything else you want to say? Is there um, every day eat a green thing? Okay. Yeah. What about what about your toes? Paint your toes green? Anything about that? Uh, well, you know, you, you know, and it's well known that I have one green toe. And um, okay, uh, yeah. Some somebody somebody in line at at a mark. I, I just I have a toe that I paint green. Oh, okay. It's, it's not actually green. No, no it's, it's a not conversation a, starter. Okay. It's a conversation starter, and I always wear sandals. And 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 um, that's it's Jesus. It's the Jesus thing. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's the fat Jesus thing. Uh, I. <laughs> I, I was lying at the market the other day, and I I I said uh, some la- lady says your toes your your toe is green, and and and, and she goes your your toe is green. And I go yeah yeah it is, and she goes why do you have a green toe? And I go well who doesn't? And uh, <laughs> and she goes well I don't. Well, that's it. No, you you know what? I got to tell you, the way she said it, I wasn't going to make her prove it. (laughs) Perfectly good. Uh, You know what? It is Tennessee, and I'm going to take your word for that. Yes. Smart. smart. You know, she probably had a gun. Everybody does. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'd say that's it for this episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. <laughs> this is your host, Boy. the motherfucker most, TJ Bowser. And of course, you can Things find the got audio. Really dark there at the end. <laughs> oh, it did. You can find the audio only version of this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else that you listen to audio only content. And of course, over at projectlouder.net, your source for pop culture and much more. And until next week, bye bye. He just bye. goes on and on at the end of these things, I'm telling you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Drew. Appreciate that. Oh, 